Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Today on the podcast, Michael and Nate talk about competition. How does competition fit into the self-giving life of a Christian? Honestly, I'm not sure we figured it out, but we sure did talk about it a lot. So why don't you sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey Michael, how's it going this week? Going well, Nate. How are you doing? I am doing good. I'm doing pretty good. I uh, have had a pretty awesome week. I got to see our kids this weekend. I don't want to rub it in, but it was kind of a spontaneous thing. Yeah, I we heard. Were, I heard. You heard, huh? I heard you get to play some pickleball. I did, and I have never played before, so it was my first time to play pickleball. I hear that you have played a little bit. I, I played when they came for Labor Day. Uh, Maggie and Tyler came down and, and we went to the high school courts and we put some blue painters tape on the court. So, cause we didn't have our own net and we just marked it off. So we would have one. And, uh, we, we I think Maggie said when we were there, did we take that tape off the court? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if, if it was ever removed, but yeah, they were telling us about that. I guess that's a big deal. Now they put a court at SNU and we were out we decided to go for a walk on our date around Lake Hefner because we like to exercise. And then we were going to go grab some tacos, of course, uh, because we love tacos. And then Tyler texted us and said, hey, what are y'all doing? So we said, we're at Lake Hefner walking. And he's like, you're right by us. And we're thinking they were out running around the lake or something because they've been doing that, getting ready for a half marathon, which half marathon. Yeah. I'm either impressed with our kids or, or they're just crazy. Yeah. Um, but we were Tyler's like, no, we're at SNU. That's not far from where you're at. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess not. So we went and got tacos. Then we played pickleball and it's a lot of fun. I have to admit, I, I probably will play again and, uh, I want to get better at it. I think we, we played all right, but I think Tyler and Maggie handed it to us a little bit. They've had a few more rounds to practice. I think <laughs> that Paula and I have, so that was fun. We had a good time. But yeah, that's what I was up to this weekend and uh, kind of a lazy weekend a uh, little bit. I needed one of those. I've been pretty busy lately. So yeah, this summer was was crazy for us. You know, we graduated Jonah from high school and then we went and had a, a wedding a, in Oklahoma. And then we sent Jonah off to SNU and uh, we've got, you know, extra family living with us right now while the house is being built. And it's just... Uh, it's been just one crazy summer and it's kind of nice to get into a routine of school and, and everybody yeah. uh, getting back into some normal rhythms. Uh, so it's, it's been okay. It's been good. I, I was thinking, um, I was thinking about, uh, you know, friendship and, and building relationships and, and getting to know someone's story. And I thought it might be fun. I have a list of questions for here for you that uh, are sort of generic questions, but I'm going to 
Uh, I'm just, I want to, I want to rapid fire them to you and you just, yes and no. And, and if there's All a right. story, if there's a story that needs to be told, you know, I mean, obviously we can, we can jump off track for a second, but go ahead and see just how, how quickly we can rattle these off. And just uh, for our listening audience, I have not seen the questions. So <laughs> yeah, no, this is now, brave. I'm springing this on him. I'm just springing it on him. Here we go. Yeah. It says, uh, uh, on the list, it says, I've been in love. Yes or no? Yes. Failed my driving test. Yes. I failed my CDL. Not the original one, but my CDL. Okay. Jumped out of a plane. No. Broken a bone. No. Uh, I think I did, but it wasn't diagnosed. How does that work? <laughs> okay. In Fair my enough. finger. Yeah. All right. Won a trophy. Yes. Learned another language. Wait, I have to tell you the trophy. I oh, know okay, I'm going to try right. to tell a story, everyone. <laughs> I got a trophy at camp. Think about this at a youth camp or a children's camp, I think it was. They used to give out trophies for campers. I was crowned athlete of the year at children's camp in oh, West Texas. Yeah. And so now, but what, what does that say <laughs> to our kids? Like, there was one kid. They got that one kid that got, they had all these like five or six different trophies, but it had this globe on it and this like angel looking thing, you know, this woman standing on top of the globe. I felt like as a fourth grader, I had conquered the world. Yeah, literally. That's, that's what they wanted you to think. And I think it was because I had made one diving catch in a game that we had in softball and somebody saw that and they were like, because I was not the best athlete there. I can promise you that. I've never been the best athlete anywhere I've ever been in my life. But I, I just think it's so funny to think about the kingdom of God and how sometimes we got confused and thought we should just say who's the best in stuff instead of finding people that are giving their lives yeah. away. Yeah, that's interesting. So I'm sorry I interrupted the list. No, of no, that, this, this week, that's actually a text. I lost you with. just now. Oh, I cannot did. hear you. You can't hear me. Actually, Let's, I think it's on my end. Just keep that's going. That's not good. Okay. Um, th- this week, I'm actually preaching a text where the disciples argue, and Jesus says, what are y'all arguing about? And they're arguing about who's the greatest. So uh, it's actually quite fitting. But uh, anyway, back to our list of questions for you. Here you go, Nate. You ready? Have you learned another language? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. You le- Have you learned uh, another language? No, not really. Okay. Been to, been to a spa. Yes. Okay. Kissed someone and regretted it. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Smoked a cigar. Never. Ridden in an ambulance. No. Turned someone down. Yes. Flown in a helicopter. No. Met someone famous. Yes written written your will nope <laughs> probably should have i'm getting older uh learn the words to the national anthem of course okay i'm a uh, word guy i know words to all songs okay been a godparent no have you buried someone personally uh-huh <laughs> like with a shovel <laughs> I don't think it's a murder mystery question. It's just, okay. have you buried? It's funny because you're a pastor, so you buried a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
Given blood. Yes. Memorized a poem. Yes. Broken something expensive. Yes. <laughs> considered considered cosmetic surgery. No. <laughs> bungee jumped. Yes. Had cosmetic I tell you, surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I bungee jumped in a parking lot of a car dealership oh, while gosh. I was at college at SNU. And this is how a college brain works. It was only $20 instead of the usual like $65 sure. back then. So get the cheap one because they're probably using really good bungee. <laughs> it's probably safe. It's probably safe. It'll be all right. And I put it on my visa. Oh my goodness. Another bad decision because I didn't have $20. <laughs> so, so you have, have you had cosmetic surgery as a result of this? No. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. No. Have you danced? with your mother uh yeah yeah i think I at did. nathan's wedding i did actually have you danced with your father no way okay all right <laughs> have you jumped off the high board yes yeah. okay i've jumped off a platform oh nice in fort worth we used to have one pool that had those diving platforms and it hurts when you land on that no matter how good you go into the water it's it's a lot of force it's still painful. Okay. Um, have you ever been on a diet? Yes. Had an invisible friend? Yes. Been a best man? Uh, yeah. My brothers. Dated someone twice? Unfortunately. <laughs> the girl before Paula. Oh, okay. And I should have left it at once. <laughs> you should have. Okay. Uh, have you ever... Uh, have you ever um, made a speech in front of an audience? Yes. <laughs> Routinely. <laughs> I don't know if you call a sermon a speech, but I know at least at the wedding, we both gave a speech. Well, well that was the, fun. That's the end of my list for now. I just. Uh, yeah. And I, any I of those that the you've done that you want to, you want to share? Oh, you know, I, uh, because I feel like you should have to answer them as well. Or yeah, well, you know, you're going to have to make your own list. Um, there you go. <laughs> I can, saw that was from a book. I can yeah, see you reading I, it. I, well, I amended some of them and, yeah. uh, and added, well, that's added good. a few. So, um, no, I, I think uh, I probably have won a couple of trophies that, uh, but. I remember one in particular that was larger than me. Um, I won I've never won a trophy that was larger than me. It didn't matter how, was, how little I was. I was only seven. And it was a Bible quizzing um, trophy. <laughs> Isn't that great? And it was, you know, you know more about the Bible than anybody else in this room, and you get a trophy. It, you know, yeah. there's always that struggle with how have we turned reading the Bible into competition? um and yeah that's great you know and and how does that relate to grace because you earned it <laughs> you, you, did. you, you earned, earned it this, all you earned this trophy by reading a book about grace um yeah memorizing more than other people uh i hope i hope that they make it to heaven because you certainly will when i was in high school we had <laughs> you certainly will based on your merit when i was in high school we had a contest. Uh, my youth pastor did a contest about like 
reading your devotions and, and a lot of it was on the honor system because obviously he wasn't there but attending church and and if you did the most of these things you won a cd player so i got i won the contest in our youth group and i got the my first cd player was the prize and so i got with it like a michael w smith cd or whatever it came with it and then I would listen to my all my CDs of the Cure. After that, that was the only Christian CD I had. <laughs> I was so shaped and formed it. by this contest that I just went out and bought a bunch of secular music and uh, and started dressing like the guy who painted his face white. I never painted my face white, but Robert uh, Smith was his name, I think. And he used to wear all face paint and stuff. And I would wear his T-shirts and my, all the people in my church would pray for me, I'm sure. Because they just thought, <laughs> here's this basketball player, but he's at, at church in combat boots and these big baggy pants and Robert Smith T-shirts really? that are really? all black. Yeah. Combat so, boots. So when that youth pastor met me, he was like, he didn't know I played basketball. He was talking to my friend who's like six, four, six, five. And of course he plays basketball and he was a big, mm -hmm. tall, strong kid. And he was like, Oh, you play too. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Just because I was dressed different. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, those, those interest, it's interesting. Those contests to prove how holy we are. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that our church won from the district, um, a big screen TV to be you know for the church uh, that's the church. awesome yeah because we had the greatest increase in sunday school numbers yeah uh, well now yeah. they just give you plaques yeah you get a plaque now you don't get a big screen tv but it, yeah. it was a big deal because and and you know we got to watch that big screen tv as the youth group but i remember we we won it from the district and i i don't remember having a problem with it as a teenager it didn't right it didn't of course bother me it's only it's only later now that we reflect on that that i go sunday school competitions that's weird that's uh that's a strange it's a very strange thing that we do as humans to play games and to have competitions all together uh, th this is a weird idea from the get-go i went this weekend to our uh san marcos rattlers uh, invitational cross-country meet I uh, had several kids from the area that attend our church who were involved in cross country for, from different schools. There's a lot of different schools in our area. And, uh, and so not everybody goes to one high school here. Um, San Marcos only has one high school, but the surrounding area has multiple high schools. And so uh, there's a, right. lot of, a lot of different schools represented. And it, it, I don't know if you've ever been to a cross country. Have you ever seen a cross country meet? I've um, run in cross country meets. Were, were there you know, like 200 people at the No, ours line. weren't that big. Oh, it was insane. Because, it was yeah. just a crowd of people, like a marathon taking off, and they're all junior high students, and I'm thinking if one of them falls down, they're just going to get trampled. It's going to be a mess. Oh, yeah. So. Funny story. Paul's brother was in one of those in high school, and someone, in his estimation, intentionally took out their best runner, who was a state, like, who was a competing for state like he was that kind of runner oh wow and so paula's brother subsequently grabbed the person who tripped him and was punching him in a cross-country <laughs> race like on top of him like this blaring like and that 
that probably doesn't happen too often, but it, I know what you're talking about. There's this yeah. herd of people and there is a potential for a lot of falling down. Yeah. yeah I was always in the back. So I didn't have to, <laughs> unless somebody <laughs> fell down, I tripped over them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I wasn't up in the front. Cause I knew I'm not going to qualify. I'm not going to be up in the front of the pack. So I'll let those people do their thing. Yeah. Cause they're going to get off to a fast start you and know, I don't really you, need that. You should ask your, your newest daughter-in-law about uh, fighting her way around a track. Um, oh yeah. When she was, when she was in junior high track, uh, she, she had to fight a girl on the, on the, during the race, <laughs> like for, for position. And there was some elbow throwing and some, I throwing. think she told me that. Yeah. And yeah, I can't see Maggie doing that. I know oh. she's competitive. She's a fierce competitor. She yeah. Is, she may come across. We play games sweet. and stuff. Yeah. She may come across as sweet to people, but she is. If you challenge her, she's going to win. She's going to do her yeah. best to win. And then hate you a little bit if you beat her. So, well, yeah. between her and Tyler, they probably will have to be careful when they play games against each other because <laughs> Tyler is a fierce competitor too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There may have been a time that me and him got into it in a basketball game when I was guarding him may or <laughs> may, may not may or may not have in the last time. three years <laughs> recently, I mean, recently I'm not talking about when he was young when he was old enough to hold his own with dad and and be much faster than me uh, I don't remember what happened but I remember there was an elbow that he played off as inadvertent and I took it as not inadvertent and that was not a good thing so right. I, it, it's funny though we laugh about it now and the next time we played, I guarded him again and it went much smoother. So it was good, but we're very competitive. And that's something I've honestly struggled with as a pastor. Now I look at competition as kind of the opposite of the gospel. And yet I grew up playing sports and being very competitive, almost to a fault where I wasn't a very nice person sometimes. So right. I, I know we've talked about this before. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but, but this whole idea of competition and what we're talking about, these awards we give to people for reading the bible and while it does kind of encourage people to do their best and to learn as much as possible sometimes it loses the spirit of the actual scripture <laughs> that we're reading sure because it's all about me first versus the kingdom where jesus says become last right right so my brother-in-law uh did a draft and got a, got me and my boys and my nephews and, and my brother-in-law uh, all in uh, fantasy football league. Uh, so you're so, doing that now? Yes, we're doing that now. Oh, um, I'm terrible and, at it. Oh, I, I'm awful. Like I, I didn't even, I don't care enough about football to, to pay attention to all of the box scores or everything, all those things. And so I just. Uh, I always know, would I, forget to update my lineup. So yeah. I have people playing that were resting, like their team yeah. wasn't actually playing that week. Right. And that's kind of where, that's kind of where I am. Like I had, I had some people on my bench this week who gained, who would have gained me a lot of points, but they were on the bench because I was right. paying attention to the fact that, uh, you know, I could have put this guy in and not that guy. So anyway, I'm, I'm terrible at it. But uh, the whole idea was 
that maybe this competition would get us chatting with one another because we live far apart and we don't see yeah. each other all the time. It's an opportunity for us to, you know, and, and for whatever reason, we're not going to call each other to tell each other how much we love each other or respect each other, but we might call each other to talk a little trash. You yeah. Know, about my quarterback, this and my quarterback, that. Or right. Whatever. So, um, anyway that's such uh, a guy thing it is it really is uh you know i can't have a decent conversation unless there's some kind of thing happening like a, we're <laughs> building something or working on something repairing or or doing maintenance or uh or or a game but that's Which, when i can talk right the uh, tool in my hand or something to, to have a conversation with you the newest ted lasso addresses that. i don't know if you've gotten to see i it, haven't but, seen it don't talk about it okay don't you i won't spoil it, it. I, I won't spoil it for our it. listeners either yeah. but yeah but it kind of does deal with that so yeah the yeah uh, it, it's funny that we'll we'll talk about everything other than like the important things i've actually had an idea to have a thing called a funeral which is like a funeral but you're still alive and you sit oh. the person on the stage and you say all the nice things you would say to them when they're dead because you know how many nice things people say about people after they're dead. Yeah. 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 No, it's like, I think, why don't you let these people hear this now? I actually think that your idea there, the fun rule is why we do games and play competitions. Um, I was, I was standing. So in this course where these kids are running, um, you know, they ran two miles and the last, um, you know, 16th of a mile is sort of the, the, the fish line the stretch you can see that they turn a corner they come out of the woods across a bridge that's going across some water they come across and they come out from around some trees and they see this long stretch of green grass with all the pylons uh leading to an arch that says finish on it right so when you gotta kick so it I, in so yeah so i stood at that corner where they came out of the woods out of the darkness and me and a bunch of other fans you know parents and coaches and whoever we're standing there and we're rooting for these kids, you know, as they're coming around the bend, you know, we're clapping our hands. Yeah, you got this, you got this, you know, and it's just sort of, you know, after a while when 200 kids were running or whatever, how many there were, it felt like 200. Um, you, you get tired of clapping, especially if you don't know. Right. And so you're just looking for the kids, you know, so that you can say their name and say, you got this, you're almost there, you know, and yeah. I'm standing there and this little girl, probably an eighth grader who had just run um, and should be recovering from her race has now come down to this corner and is lined up there having just run it. She knows what it's right. like. She lines up by that bridge and she's, she's yelling at every runner who's coming around that bend. Like she doesn't know them. She's got her own yeah. singlet on, you know, she's wearing right. uh, whatever school she represented. She, and, but she is standing at that corner and she knows some of them, the kids from her school. And so she'll call them by name. Um, but like she, she saw one kid and he didn't, he didn't, she didn't know his name, but she could see clearly across his chest and said, good night. Good night is a middle school in our area. And she goes, come on, good night. You got this. You know, and she's yelling, how bad do you want it? You got to turn this corner <laughs> finish lines right there. You know, and she's just yelling at all of them. And, 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 and it was inspirational. I looked at the guy standing next to me and I just said, everybody deserves to have a teammate like this. Right. Yeah. Because right. We were yeah. just, two grown men watching this girl cheer for these kids and she was inspiring us. We were just like yeah. all about it. It was so exciting. It was weird because they're running two miles in the hot sun across all kinds of different pavement and concrete and grass and dirt. And in some cases, wooden bridges going across a river, you know, like she, it, it was an intense thing. And 
there's kind of this question in your mind, why again are we doing this? Like you said about Maggie and Tyler, they're running this marathon and they first time they told me, yeah, we ran five miles this morning. I said, was someone chasing you? you know, like <laughs> that was that. <laughs> why i need i need to chase a ball or something when i run <laughs> it's like give me something. i'm like a dog <laughs> as long as i can chase something i'm good i'll run for it right and those people who just like regularly run 15 and 20 miles yeah i just i man i just admire them so much for their ability to do that but i just don't i can't i need yeah. some i need some you know feedback i need a point system I need some, to keep me going that long. I, I need some, you know, right. Some other yeah. kind of stimuli, but this little girl was just cheering for them. And I thought, this is weird. Why are they doing it? But I also was my tear, my eyes were welled up with tears because I was inspired by, you know, these kids who looked like they were just exhausted and they would come around that corner. She would be yelling. This crowd would be clapping and yelling and they would see the finish line and somewhere deep within they found some energy that they didn't know they had and they pulled it out and they just legged it out to the end of the race and you could watch them do it and it was i don't know it was exciting and i was the cheering uh rooting for people like i don't i don't just root for people it wouldn't it be better if i could just say hey listen i'm rooting for you but i, I have to stage this whole competition this whole right. <laughs> made up game in order for yeah. me to cheer for you and teach you a life lesson about even when it's hard, press on to the end. Why can't I just say that? Why can't I just, yeah. I mean, I, that's not to say that I want to do away with sports, like they're pointless or whatever, no. because I think there's some value there. There's a lot of value there and I enjoy the competition. and I enjoy all of those things, but I wish that we were better at just finding those cheer words those encouraging you got this you can do this i'm rooting for you i'm proud of you um the exercise of discipline is important and let me walk beside you while you do it i wish i could i wish that we just naturally did that better yeah i i wrote one time on facebook um you know compliments are free you can give out as many as you want and you never run out <laughs> And yet I'm terrible at giving people compliments. Oh like I really want to be better, uh -huh. but I think sometimes we get so caught up in our own world that we're like, we don't even notice the things that other people are doing. You know, it's like, yeah, we get so caught up in our own heads and in our own busyness and stuff and, and people are doing good stuff all around us and we miss it, you know, it's sure. But how good are you at discounting a compliment? Oh, I'm real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richard Rohr says you have to take positive words and you have to hold on to them for at least 15 seconds for them to even hit your psyche and negative words you keep instantly. And I don't know where he came up with that, but yeah. I'm going to take his word on it because it seems so, like it's, yeah. it seems to be true. I said something kind of mean to Judah this week and Shelly said, you need to say nice things to him. I said, I say nice things to him all the time. And she said, well, then you need to start saying them where I can hear them because <laughs> I'm not hearing them. And I thought, that's huh, funny. This is a, this is a good conversation. I mean, yeah. it would be better if I were telling that to her, cause then I wouldn't be the one being chastised, but you know, uh, it, it's so true that it's so important to say kind words and encouraging words. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Cause I think sometimes, cause I, I tend to think about uh, like what you said earlier, that competition tends to be in contradiction to the gospel. 
Uh, and yet it seems like that's the place where we feel free enough to compliment one another, to celebrate one another, to clap for one another, to encourage one another uh, when we can't just do it on the day to day. But, but I know it's kind of hard to give a compliment because I'm so good at discounting compliments that I don't want to come across as a salesperson, right? Like I'm just giving you this compliment so that I can manipulate you in some way. I think they're right. Yeah. Are so they be, they become a competition unto themselves, right? Like I'm going to compliment yeah. you. Like, have you, have you ever heard this where people are in a complimenting competition where they just seem to be, um, I'm one upping you in the kindness that I can show you. Not because yeah. I actually want to show you kindness, but because I'm trying to get the higher ground. Well, and then I also know people that will never seem to say anything like they're always just full of these kind things to the point that you don't know if you believe them, because it's like some of their compliments don't even resonate with the truth that you know about yourself. It's like they're just, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yes, I don't know that yes. I really am good at that. You know, so yeah, like so, kindergarten uh, yeah there teachers. is. Yeah. yeah. Like, like a kindergarten teacher who says, you're so good at that. And you're and like people who grow up and they're and they're still giving compliments like that. And you're thinking, I'm not good at that. And you shouldn't be telling me I am. You should be critiquing this very harshly because I'm doing a, a poor job. Right. Like Yeah. Well, on a different note, just a funny uh, cross country story. When I was in cross country, uh, my high school was small enough that if you didn't play football as a male, you had to run cross country. That's how they got everybody in football because they needed as many athletes because we had one class that was athletics. So if you enrolled in athletics class, which was the last hour of the day, you either had to in the fall run cross country or play football. You couldn't just do nothing. Like we I wanted to just play basketball and go to the gym and work out. And they made sure that any athlete was on the football team or the cross country team. So most athletes were like, I'd rather play football than go run a bunch of miles for no reason. And so, so we didn't, our coach was our basketball coach. So he was basically like, okay, guys, this is the honor system. If you don't do the work, it's going to be obvious because you can't run on race day. I'm not going to babysit you go out and run the miles. He showed us the route. So we decided one day we all like talked and we brought our money with us and we decided we were going to stop at Dairy Queen because it was on our way out to the levee we used to run uh-huh. because we had a levee right by the river where we were at. And then we kind of knew that how long it took us. So we, we like ate ice cream sitting in Dairy Queen, poured water all over us so we'd look sweaty and ran back to, <laughs> to the school. Well, then some of our people decided to one up that story and at the race they the race ran by our bus so they went and got in the bus and then they waited till most of the people had come through and then they jumped back on the course and they actually beat some people so i'm thinking oh like here are these goodness they didn't win the race at least they hear these guys i actually <laughs> ran the race on game day on the race day because i was like i just can't do this but hmm. they were like hey the bus, we can go get on the bus and then we can jump out. So they did. And uh, so I don't know what that says. That has nothing to do with anything you, we were just talking about, about competition or anything. But it was just really funny because my cross country team was actually a joke. So, well, um, it does have a lot to do with competition because it really, it, what it does is it says that whenever you're feeling the pressure of something that you really don't see the purpose in, 
Like, because we see it, we feel a lot of pressures, but we don't see the purpose in that pressure, right? And so right. we don't value it. And so then our answer is to cheat. And so yeah. within within religion, within Christianity, our tendency is then to figure out. That's where we come up with those questions, like how far is too far, right? Right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not actually asking because I want to know. I'm just trying to figure out how far can I push this before I lose heaven. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, because so not really interested in the relational aspect and, and the whole idea of why why would we abstain from this thing? Like sure. Why, like yeah. We yeah, called it the, because we called it the dark ages, but during that time they came up with things like indulgences, where if yeah. you gave enough money to the church that you could avoid hell, right? Right. So yeah, I mean that's that's just how we think it, and that's the that's the bad side of the confidence, right? Uh, the good side is where you can where it's inspiring and people are doing amazing things and pushing themselves beyond you know the limits that that they had uh, to do to do great things. Uh, and it, there's a lot of life lessons there. And I really just, I, I'm always torn on this issue of competition because I think it's built into us, right? Right. Like yeah. It seems like it's built into us and yet it's, it has been used for such evil uh, and it has been such a distraction to the point and to the purpose uh, for so many. And then the, com- the conversation begin, becomes, well, who is the greatest? You know. Well, yeah. And then when you see in the olympics those two guys i think it was high jumpers who they kept going and kept going and no one could distinguish themselves and they finally both won and they both you know and it was like wait this can't happen and yet them embracing each other like inspired the world because it was like we are not going to bow down to this idea that one has to be first um that we both have excelled we've both done the work we've both we're the best in the world yeah and because you can't distinguish between us doesn't mean we're both not the best in the world and <laughs> right. it was just a beautiful olympic moment i didn't watch a lot of the olympics but i did see that uh replayed and and just the idea that that competition tells us in order for me to win you have to lose right, right? you know right. And yet it does push people to this, to, to doing great things like this weekend, I'll be cheering on uh, Nathan and Tyler and Maggie and me, Paul and Kobe will be out there with our signs and stuff, because we understand that it takes a lot to do these things. Like to get out and run a half marathon, you have to have a lot of training, a lot of preparation. And the Olympics are just like that. I mean, just to watch these people do the things they do is inspiring it says that people have really dedicated themselves to something and become really good at, but, but that whole mentality, I think that's where it does become dangerous is when you have to say, in order for me to win, you have to lose. And at one moment in the Olympics, it was like, no, we're not going to fall for that. Um, And, and these two, two people like embrace each other. And it was like the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah, I mean, beautiful, lots of beautiful stories come out of the Olympics like that, you know, like remember when Jesse, you don't remember it because we were, neither of us were born, but when Jesse Owens, uh, you know, set the world record or what, and won at the Olympics, uh, like in the 30s, 30, you know, 30s or 40s, 
and uh, he, his competitor, like, came over to him in between. He like double faulted twice, or he double faulted. He had faulted twice um, in his previous attempts, and his com- competition, the guy that he was directly, you know, would win if Jesse Owens didn't win, came over and put his arm around him and said, "Hey, listen, this is this is how you approach this so that you don't, you know." Uh, scratch on your last your last attempt and with that last attempt he beat the guy who gave him the advice right yeah that's incredible i mean it brings it it can possibly bring out the very best in us like i i don't i don't want to win as a bully i want to win i want to win a hard-fought battle that could have gone either way right yeah like that right that seems like a better approach and it brings out the best in us. And so how do we, you know, how do we embrace this, this weird thing that humans do uh, uh, called competing? And how can we, how, can we marry it with what it means to be, to live in self-sacrificing other-centered love? And what does that look like? Well, I think with the example you just gave is, that's a perfect example of it. It's, it's a perfect example of someone saying, I'm not going to win by just looking out for myself. I'm actually right. sacrifice some knowledge for this person, even if I lose. So uh, most of my life, I haven't been very good at doing that. But, but it, <laughs> it means, you know, I used to tell my boys, you know, if you hit somebody hard in football, that's great. Help them up. Like, sure. you know, like, sure. like that's kind of the whole idea is, is, there's, there's a couple of different ways to look at things. And I, I can promise like as a kid growing up, I wasn't very good at that, but, but to see the, the whole idea of, of there are bigger things going on than whatever this game is we've invented. And I do think sometimes that is why we need the games. We need the games because we want to feel good about ourselves. And because in this world, a lot of times people won't tell you you're very good unless you do something out of the ordinary. Like if you're, if you're gifted on a court or on a field, then people will sing your praises and people, you know, people will tell you. Um, and so, so maybe there's, there's room for all of it. There's an idea that yes, uh, people should excel at what they're good at. And yes, we should compliment people uh, when they do well, but we should also, uh, we should give people compliments uh, who haven't won. You know, we should, we should definitely, uh, look out for those who sometimes get left um, in the dust, like, like me on a track, you know, I'm, I am terrible. I'm not fast, Sure. but, but there's, there's definitely all kinds of different ways that we can lift one another up. And I think competition is one way that we kind of try to distinguish ourselves, which sometimes can be dangerous, but I I think, you know, it also can be healthy uh, to find something you're good at, to work hard, to, you know, to perfect, do the best you can do at anything is probably not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the apostle Paul says, uh, don't you know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize run in such a way as to win the prize. I beat my right. body and I make it my slave so that I myself am not disqualified for the prize. So that yeah. after running the race, I, I still get to cross the finish line. Right. Uh, this is, this is how Paul talks about it, which would have made sense because he was talking to, you know, Athenians. He was talking to people, you know, who in Greece, who uh, 
understood the Olympic games and those sort of things. understood those races. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, it was important that he used the vernacular of the day, but he didn't shy away from it um, as a, as an evangelist, as the, as the, as the one who was proclaiming the, the good news of Jesus Christ. And so uh, it's, a, it's a really difficult, you know, uh, place to, to be in Western culture because we put so much stock in competition, right? And sometimes yeah. in competition, I think maybe, you know, we when we put all that stock in competition, some of the best lessons we can learn uh, come from, you know, uh, the Paralympics and from the uh, uh, from even the Special Olympics. I love watching the Special Olympics because every year there's something inspirational, loving and kind oh, of gracious that happens in the midst of in the midst of competition, you know, we're going to get out here and we're going to do our best, but we're not going to, you know, tennis has a rule where uh, you don't celebrate uh, faults, right? Right. You, you may have gotten a point on the fault, but you don't celebrate the point, the, the fault. You're, you're not, the crowd's not supposed to clap and cheer when somebody faults. There's you, you clap and cheer uh, when somebody earns or somebody makes it's a winner well. yeah yeah we yeah. hit a winner but you don't clap and cheer uh just because it was uh you know you yeah. hit the net twice and it didn't go over or whatever so right yeah well i it's a good conversation because it's something that you know i've i've really thought a lot about as i've gotten older i realized um you know how how much how competitive i was growing up and, and some of the ways have not been good um, but I do think, you know, I've learned a lot of life lessons of my boys. When I would watch them play sports, you learn things about winning and losing. You learn things about perseverance. You learn things about, uh, having to go when you don't feel like it, like get up and go to practice and, you know, just, just things that really help you in life. Um, but, but by the same token, we also know that grace says that, that um, we get what we don't deserve. And so if, if our whole mindset is thinking about earning and thinking about, you know, how, how we can achieve more, um, then we may miss out on grace. Uh, by the same token, grace kind of inspires us to, to, to give our all to everything, really, because it's all been sure. a gift to us. Yeah. I mean, that, that if you get to play a game, then you should enjoy the game, like, because it's, it's a gift, you know? So. Yeah. Now here's the controversial question. You ready? Yeah. Um, should every participant get a trophy? <laughs> I was thinking about that. <laughs> oh, it seems goodness. To me we get hung up and people get in fights. It isn't interesting yeah. that, that that question in and of itself has become its own competition, right? Like, uh, oh about yeah. Being, about being right. Uh, missing yeah. the, missing the whole point of children's sports uh yeah we were supposed to be teaching them that some people are better than you or right. i don't know exactly yeah. what we're supposed to be teaching them but well it's, and it's i interesting yeah i get the pushback because it's like for some people it's celebrating mediocrity um for other people though <laughs> that I, is I my see... favorite phrase i tell my kids yeah. that all the time they'll say uh they'll say things like well dad i graduated high school and i said yeah that's a celebration in mediocrity Way to go. <laughs> Most people do. <laughs> you know, I mean, like we can turn everything into a celebration of mediocrity, right? Like right. If, you, if you elevate yourself high enough and you've done enough 
really great things. And usually that comes because of privilege and money and, and opportunity, not, not always because right. you really yeah. fought through it. And a lot of things in life that ought to be considered the greatest competitions and the most perseverance never be even get noted. And they certainly don't make the nightly news because the person who did right. didn't have enough affluence to, to make it there. But anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe and, it is the point. I'm not sure. Go ahead. But then there's the side where you could see it all as grace for a kid who may never get a trophy later on because they might not be very good at the sport. Sure. Uh, when they're, you know, six years old, mostly they care about the juice box and the, the snack anyway. So, mm -hmm. you know, or getting a trophy for a kid like that, you know, it, it, I don't know that it necessarily tells them they're the best. I think they know when they get the real trophy versus the participation trophy. I sure. think, I think the kids always keep score. I remember upward, they used to upward basketball. They wouldn't keep score. And keep you know, every kid did. on the court could tell you what the score was, the score was. Yeah. but, um, yeah. but yeah, so I think they know the difference. I don't think, you know, the kids who are going to be competitive in the sport probably don't care about the participation trophy, to be honest. Um, but, and I know some dads, it just drives them nuts, um, you know, oh, yeah. and, and moms too, actually. But, but I, I think there's, there's good and bad in, in, in that whole idea. The good is, I mean, if you're trying to teach people grace, there's an idea of um, we don't earn it you know, we've been given so much more than we've earned. And just think about so many things in our lives that, that it, we've just been given, like, oh, like, yeah. you know, I didn't choose to be born into the household I was born into. And, uh, and I'm so thankful I was born. You know, I told my congregation this week, you know, we were talking about amazing grace. And uh, for me, part of that grace was just being born into it. You know, just sure. being born into the church. Yeah. Born on a Sunday, the next Sunday I was in church and, uh -huh. and that's, that's all grace. I didn't do that. Like I didn't pick that. My parents picked it, but, but I, you know, and there's so much like that. So I think sure. being given a trophy probably isn't the worst crime as a competitor. It might bother me because yeah. it's like, yeah, you didn't really like earn to, it. I would prefer to earn it and <laughs> yeah. I would prefer to earn it through discipline and fortitude. Um, but, but I have to admit that the grace that comes with coaching, the grace that comes with having teammates, the grace that comes with a, a little girl who stands at the corner when you're about to round the, the, the track toward the finish line yelling, how bad do you want this? You got it. You got it. You got it. You know, and, and encouraging you all the way that there's some, there's some grace in that, that uh, I wish we were, I, I wish we were better at. I wish it wasn't. Um, I wish we weren't so celebratory about our, our enemy losing uh, or even right. that we didn't see the other team as the enemy, but simply as someone who is also pushing me to do my very best. Right. Yeah. And that's something I never learned growing up. Like in high school, I always saw my opponents as an enemy. And I think that was more like in the eighties and nineties, like you watch even like professional athletes. Now they're all friends off the court and stuff. But you look at Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, they hated each other. They oh. did not like, I mean, they literally did not like each other, right? So it was yeah, like, yeah. so it was probably more a generational thing at that point. But but the one thing, I, yeah, I would say about this whole idea of grace is what, and, and participation trophies is one thing that people will say about participation trophies is nobody's going to give you anything in the world. And that is very true. But hopefully in the church, we serve a God who gives us 
yeah. all things. And so, yeah. yeah, it's like, well, it doesn't work out in the real world. And I told my congregation this week, grace doesn't really work out in the real world as we would call it. Yeah. Um, because it just makes you, you know, just to receive something you didn't earn seems ludicrous. Or also the idea of, of like a giving up yourself, the whole idea of self-sacrifice. It seems like you're just getting taken advantage of. And I said, I don't know what you call it when Jesus is hanging on a tree being insulted, but right. I think people might say he was getting taken advantage of. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a, uh, it's an interesting thing because we talk about uh, wanting to earn things, but then oftentimes we simply inherit them, right? A lot of yeah. what we think we've earned was just inherited, yeah. which is grace, right? Yeah. So, if we take our next breath, do we get to say we earned it? Like, yeah, right. how did we earn yeah. it? And, you know, cause there's, there's a lot of things that uh, we think are competition that are, uh, and that we've earned, but they really have more to do with, with privilege and they have more to do with our standing in the world, our genetics, those sort of things. And so it's really uh, kind of a fine line that we need to be careful about uh, yeah. and, and not take, not take competition too seriously, but certainly I think we can appreciate the things that it teaches us, that it teaches our, our young ones about doing your best, being disciplined, uh, not hating the person across the ball from you, right? Like you don't have to hate them. You, you, can, right. you can work hard, but you can also see them and you hope that they see you as someone who's just doing their best in hopes that you will do your best. Right. Yeah. Because it's, I, I was out along these lines. I was playing volleyball uh, at SNU after we played pickleball. Tyler really loves to play volleyball. I don't think Maggie quite as much as Tyler, but so the four of us does. went over and Jonah we went and Jonah was there. Yes, yeah, he was oh, playing yeah. volleyball. He, was there. he lives there. And so I was talking to one of the students that was on my team. We, we split up teams after a while. First, it was Tyler, Maggie, me, and Paula, and we were playing like Cook Family Volleyball. And then they wanted to split up the teams. And so we split up the teams, and uh, I was with some kids I didn't know. And, and I said, what's the score to one of them? And I'm a scorekeeper when I play sports. I'm the one who always knows the score, but I'd forgotten if we had this, you know, 12 or 13 or whatever. And he said, I don't know. I'm just having fun. And I said, well, I have more fun when I know the score. Like it's, <laughs> it's fun for me when I know, like if there's a point to the game, like if we're winning and losing it. And he said, you are Tyler's dad, aren't you? <laughs> I said, yes, sir. I am. Yes, yes I am. Yes. He's, apparently he's known for keeping score and, and he's probably <laughs> said, I don't have any fun when we're just goofing around. And that's how I am. Like, like it, the competition gives a point to the whole thing. Like, like, like if we're going to pick up basketball or whatever, if there's no score, then people just start throwing the ball from half court and no one's doing their best and everybody's just kind of goofing around. And for me, I'm just ready to go home at that point. I'm just like, sure, sure. you know, this game is meant to be played a certain way. And if, if we're not going to play it that way, then I'm probably not going to waste my energy. So well, let me, <laughs> yeah, let me add a couple more questions to the thing. Have you, All right. have you ever yelled at a referee? Oh yeah. I've gotten a technical foul and extravagant. Now the ref was my friend. One of the refs was my old coach and his partner didn't think I was funny because I was, I was harassing my old coach, uh-huh. but his partner gave me a T. So yeah, I've yelled at referees oh, okay. plenty of times. Shouldn't right, have. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what's the next one? <laughs> have Have you ever Have you ever contested the final score? No. No, you haven't. I, when it's over, it's over. Well, I mean, in pickup games, maybe I've argued with my friends, okay. but I've never like filed any kind of protest or anything to an actual you, game. Have you ever taken your ball and gone home? Oh, sure. I'm sure I did. <laughs> At the, some point. I was a sore loser growing yeah. up. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Have, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I had to quit. You know, I think I've said this before, but I, I had to quit playing church league softball for a while because I had embarrassed myself by yelling at too many umpires and had, yeah. to, had to apologize for the things that came out in those, uh, you know. One of the best things I, oh, sorry, I didn't mean no, to cut no, you off there. You're still good. Keep going. One of the best things I ever did was uh, the year Nathan won state, I started live streaming his games for his papa and his uh, nana who didn't live in, in the same States as us. And so I would live stream it on Facebook live. And so I would not yell at the refs, uh, for his junior and senior year. And maybe, uh -huh. maybe it was Nathan's senior year and Tyler's senior year, or I don't remember, but, but I realized that I, when I was focused on filming the game and I'd even give some commentary here and there, um, that, that I wasn't as focused on yelling at the ref. Uh, and also I didn't want to embarrass myself. And so then I realized probably how much I was embarrassing myself before. So, but I, I did, there were some, some times where I had to be repentant of my attitude towards like officials and stuff. And the funny thing is, is now that I'm on the other side of it, I go to ball games and stuff and I watch these crazy parents and I'm like, why was I so invested? Like, I know my kids were out there, but it's not even like they're not winning like the NFL championship, they're not winning, you know, it's, yeah. they did win state, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, stepping back, there's a lot of state champions in the world, yeah, you, know, a lot of you know, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> and there's classes and every, you sure, know, different sure. classes. And, there and are so 7 I, billion people in this world and this game <laughs> can't possibly matter to even a whole fraction point of us. Right? And like, yet I, mean, I love the time. But just stepping back from, I'm like, some of these parents are just crazy. And then I realized there were times I was the crazy parent. So oh. I have to give them grace that I would want. But, but yeah, it was kind of interesting how stepping away from that gives you a whole different kind of perspective on, on what, what it kind of looks like when, when you lose control as a parent. Um, and I, I've been around enough sports to see some pretty, pretty ugly ones, to be oh, honest, gosh. I went to yeah. see my cousin's baseball game in Lufkin, Texas one time and thought it, we might die. We might die here tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just a, it was little and that's baseball. when competition yeah. goes bad. Yeah. What's funny is it tends to be the younger parents, even sometimes that are worse than like high school parents. Like, sure. Like you get in those protecting their baby. They're still yeah, protecting so their baby. It's yeah. pretty it's, interesting. Yeah. And but, but it, go ahead. No, you're up. I was just going to say, it, I don't know if it's a replacement for, you know, years of where we were stuck in, in the wilderness and we were protecting and we were hunting and foraging and doing all of those things. <laughs> and, and now we don't have to do all those kind of things. So we have to find some way to be violent and protective and aggressive. And, you know, I'm not sure 
sometimes I wonder, you know, what all is going on on that field right Man, now. And you're thinking on a large scale there, like over the, <laughs> I don't know if I can say the evolutionary history of <laughs> human beings. Some people may sure. not understand that word the same way I do, but sure. it just mean that the kind of process of humanity moving forward as, yeah, being, being more domesticated and, and not having yeah. to go forage and work outside and yeah. expend all that energy just to get our food. Yeah. So there's definitely probably more of that than we think about, but then there's also a lot of people living vicariously through their children. That's when it, I think it's the most dangerous is that, sure. you know, there's so much and, and sometimes people just take advantage of the whole idea that, you know, Johnny's going to be a superstar. And so they'll charge all this money for teams and tournaments and gear. And I mean, it's like, parents are mortgaging their house and uh the the odds of johnny actually making that big uh splash in the world and and making the money is often pretty small so yeah it's pretty I, interesting i was thinking about some of the some of the quarterbacks that we have in the nfl today uh some of the big names that we have in in major sports uh at least through my lifetime uh it's it's been evident that they really needed somebody. I mean, they were coached in their skills, but they might have been needed to be coached in how to spend that money that they were making. And how oh, to yeah. Engage, how to engage the community around them and not be, uh, you know, not let it go to their head. It, it would be difficult for anyone because these, uh, the young people generally are 22 or younger, even if they come out a little early. I mean, you're looking at a 22-year-old being handed millions of dollars. I don't care where you grow up or what, where you, uh, what your occupation is. It's going to be tough to keep that uh, from going to your head and from yeah. and, and being used wisely. Right. Um, and it, and so. it happens. It happens in every industry, right? Yeah. Where, where we're we're basically exploiting a child um, for their for their skills so they can entertain us. Right. Some like, kind of wonder can. Yeah. Yeah. TV I, I actors. Think, oh, man. Absolutely. TV actors, you know, uh, young female pop artists. The list is so right. long. Of, oh, yeah. Of those folks who have just been trashed by the community, you know, they've just been used and wasted and treated horribly. And then the, the and you hear it in the young men and young women, both you hear the retaliatory lyrics that are being written to combat. There's even competition within, within uh, songwriting and those sort of things. It's such a crazy, crazy thing. And, and I, it's led to, you know, television shows like uh, uh, America's got talent and uh, the voice and what, Oh yeah. That, what was that one? Uh, the, American Idol, the first American one. American Idol, which is such yeah. a tell, tell title, yeah. right? Um, but, you know, I, I think it would be wrong for me to let, to tell my kid, to give them a trophy every time they went out, they stepped out to perform or, or compete and, and tell them how great they were until they actually believed it. And they went before Simon Cowell and he told oh, them yeah. how terrible they were. That yeah. would be wrong yeah. too, right? So yeah. It's such, it's such a, you know, how do I tell my kid, you're not very good at that. You probably should do something different uh, without yeah. crushing their spirit and, but inspiring in them a uh, desire to, to compete and do their best and be out there. 
you know, uh, this, this has got to be an ongoing battle for North American families who are trying to live in the kingdom of heaven and be a part of, you know, public school. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, right. How do you, how do you manage this? How do you manage this? Yeah. Well, and it's definitely part of the world we live in too. And, and you think about, I think even, you know, in the job place, you know, there is competition for certain positions and, and at what point are you willing to concede that position rather than to become something you don't want to become or the kind of person you don't want to become who talks others down or, or, you know, takes advantage of people. And so, yeah, I think in, in all our aspects of life, not just sports or, or entertainment, but uh, even workplace, uh, you know, the, the idea of being the best we can be also has to be, uh, you know, everything we do seasoned with grace, you know, <laughs> it's a, yeah. and, and I think when you talk about talking to your kids and, and they're not very good at something, I think that's, that's a conversation that has to be seasoned with grace as well, you know, um, to speak reality and yet um, also continue to encourage and, and uplift. I, I remember I had a student who was in a worship band and he went from playing guitar to tell me he wanted to lead the singing. And I had heard him sing. And I said, I just would not say anything about his singing, but I kept saying, man, you are really good at guitar. I think you should stick to that. <laughs> and after about the 10th time, he knew what I was saying. Yeah. Um, and then he still went out and tried to do a solo career in coffee shops and it, it did not go very well. So um, yeah, yeah it's just some of those things like, just trying to love people. And yet, um, I, th I think it all has to be done graciously, whether competing with someone or, you know, um, discernment is a big part of life. Sure. And then that whole, that whole competing without comparing, right? Yeah. How do you, right. how do you do that? How do you say, um, you know, those weird press conferences where they, after the game, they say, well, what, you know, what led you to a victory today? And they said, well, we, you know, we, we really came out and we played our game and, and uh, we just, you know, we, we took advantage of some of the, they made a couple of mistakes and we took advantage of those. And, you know, what, you know, how do you articulate how that works out? And, right. and let, let me just ask you another question. Have you ever uh, kept score with other churches? Oh, I think people do all the time without saying it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so pastor, are you, are you a lesser player in this field because you don't have a mega church, right? Right. Yeah. And that's an interesting question. Like what, what does success even mean to a Christian? Yeah. I think we need to save that one for the next podcast. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Numbers. Success in game. ministry. We can talk about success in ministry. We might get some of our friends on to do that. There you go. We'll get to some other pastors and let them. Tell yeah. Us. Some more, some hey. who are more successful than us. <laughs> <laughs> and some who are less. <laughs> and some who are less successful. We're going to have to search for the ones that are less. But, no. um, yeah, man, it's been good. I've yeah. enjoyed talking Enjoy about competition. It's one that yeah. I definitely have wrestled with in my own life. Sure. sure. Love you, brother. And I'll, I'll talk too. to you again next time. All right. All right.
Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.